welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Tina Smith. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you with the tools to pray powerful prayers that will transform the lives of your children. One of the ways we do that is by offering books and journals that will help you along the way in your spiritual parenting. I am so excited to be able to offer you the Little Ones on Their Knees Prayer Journal. The Little Ones on Their Knees Prayer Journal will get your children on their way to a healthy prayer life as well as teach them the truths in the Bible about who they are in Christ. The verses have been paraphrased into simple and easy words that they can hide in their hearts for all their lives. Each journal page starts with a simple to understand Bible verse, then they will be prompted to think about those things that they are thankful for, things that they can be praying for themselves, and then things they can pray for others. Set your children up for a healthy prayer life at a very young age. There's a link in the show description so you can order a copy for your kids. Admitting that you hear voices in your head may not be at the top of your list of things to bring into the light, but I want you to rest assured you aren't the only one who hears them. Truth be told, we all do. The tricky part comes when we need to discern whose voice they really are. You might think I'm crazy when I tell you I've heard voices in my head over the years. I used to think it was normal to have a committee meeting in my head every time I needed to make a decision or simply sit still for a while. If you're still listening, my guess is you know exactly what I'm talking about. Although most of the time the voices we hear sound like our own voice, I've learned over the years that we have an enemy who loves to disguise his voice as yours. You heard that right. The enemy can disguise his voice to sound just like your voice, and he loves to plant lies in your head that make you think they are your thoughts. He's very good at deceiving all of us like that. The truth is the enemy is not omniscient, and therefore he has no power to read our minds. As a created being, he doesn't have the same attributes that God does, although he would love for us to believe that he does. Like I was taught when I was a teen, the enemy has a three by five card on each one of us. He's a great study of character and he knows what pushes our buttons. He knows what to whisper in our ears to get us to do what he wants us to do. It's a deception that he can read your mind and know your thoughts. The only voice any of us should be paying attention to is the voice of the Holy Spirit. We hear it all the time at church and from those who preach and teach, they tell us that we need to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. I was recently reading in John 10, 4, where Jesus says that the sheep know his voice and they follow him. There's a big difference in following the voice of the shepherd versus following words that sound like what the shepherd might say. We must listen to discern between the two. If you're anything like me, I had no idea what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounded like, much less follow it. It's simply not something that we are taught. This week's prayer sheet is all about our children learning how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It's essential for them to learn how to recognize when God is speaking to them through the Holy Spirit if they are going to become all God created them to be. At the end of this podcast, I will give you five tips to help you step up your spiritual parenting in this area. I want to share with you five ways we can discern the voice of the Holy Spirit versus the voice of Satan. These have been so helpful to me in the process of following the voice of our shepherd. Number one, let's start off with the difference between conviction and condemnation. This is the one I wrestled with so much for years, and I still do at times. 
Romans 8.1 tells us this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Condemnation is feeling very strong disapproval. Thankfully, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, there's no more condemnation. However, that doesn't mean we don't feel it every once in a while. Condemnation and its traveling companion, false guilt, love to follow on our heels. Most of us have experienced condemnation and false guilt at some point. Condemnation and false guilt love to make us feel bad for things we haven't done or things we've already been forgiven of. This isn't the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings conviction to our hearts when we've done something contrary to the truth of the Bible. Conviction is a formal declaration of guilt. The Holy Spirit is very clear when we've done something that needs to be made right with God. When you hear the voice of condemnation in your head, you can rest assured it is the voice of the enemy. The Holy Spirit gently convicts, which leads you to repentance. Remember this, the Holy Spirit convicts and Satan condemns. Number two, this next verse speaks to who we are in Christ and is in the past tense, meaning it's already done. Hebrews 10.10 assures us, and by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Because of the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, we are made holy when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Holy in its simplest form means different. We are different and declared holy by Jesus whether we feel like it or not. It's a done deal. Since we live in a fallen world and are saints who occasionally sin, it leaves the door open for the enemy to whisper lies of worthlessness in our ear. It is very easy to give in to his rationale and his lies when the things we do or have done make us feel worthless. When we hear that voice in our head that tells us we are worthless, we can stand on the truth of the Bible when it says that we have been made holy once for all. Whether we feel holy or not does not determine the truth that we are according to the Bible. It is true, however, that if we don't go back and right the wrongs we've done, it opens the door for the enemy's accusation. The more you choose to deal with the skeletons in your closet, the less worthless you are going to feel. When you hear the voice of the enemy telling you that you are worthless and unimportant, you know that it is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit only speaks truth about who you are in Jesus. Remember this, the Holy Spirit gives a sense of holiness. Satan gives a sense of worthlessness. Number three, as we talk about the next way that we can discern the voices in our head, we must remember this principle in 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not a God of disorder, but a peace, as in all the congregation of the Lord's people. Disorder and confusion abound in our world today. Everywhere we look, there's confusion. Confusion is the playground of the enemy. Generalities are the name of the game when it comes to how he speaks to us. The thoughts of the enemy are never clear, but always murky and muddled. There's no clarity and a lack of peace about direction on decisions that we need to make. A good rule of thumb is, when in doubt, don't. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he is crystal clear on the direction he wants you to go in. The direction of the Holy Spirit comes with a sense of peace. Colossians 3.15 tells us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Peace is the referee between confusion and clarity. Peace is what should always win out when seeking God's direction in our lives. The Holy Spirit will be very specific and what he says will always line up with the truth of the word of God. We must be willing 
willing to wait for God to give us clarity and peace before we make a decision. Remember this, the Holy Spirit is specific and gives clarity. Satan deals in confusion and generalities. Number four, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 tells us, for we live by faith, not by sight. As followers of Jesus, we are called to live by faith. Faith is being sure of what God says will happen, even when we don't see it yet. It is complete trust in things that are unseen by the human eye. When you become a follower of Jesus, you exchange the things of this world for the things of eternity. However, we have an enemy who wants to dupe us into believing that it is all about the here and now and everything going on around us here on earth. He whispers lies in our ears that directly affect our feelings and emotions. Our feelings and emotions will draw us back to the world and take our eyes off eternal things. Walking by faith will require you to die to those feelings and emotions. Whenever you are tempted to give into your feelings and emotions, you must remember that you are called to live by faith and to focus on Jesus. It will be an act of great discipline in the beginning to not give in to your flesh. However, the more you choose to live by eternal consequences, the more you will see the great blessing of choosing faith. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you with your emotions and your feelings. Remember, the Holy Spirit gives a sense of God consciousness through the word. Satan gives a sense of self-consciousness through our feelings and emotions. Number five, This next verse is one of my favorites. What a great promise for those of us who follow Jesus. Isaiah 54, 17 says, But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. The enemy loves to accuse us. In fact, according to Revelation 12, 10, he stands before the throne and accuses us night and day before God. The sad part is, is we chime in with his chorus. He accuses us in our ears, making it sound like our own voices. And before you know it, we've jumped right on his bandwagon, speaking death to ourselves. Instead, we should be listening for the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit that comes alongside of us and corrects us. The Holy Spirit never accuses. Much like a parent with a child, the Holy Spirit comes alongside us to correct us and lead us in the right direction. The correction that God brings is for our good and for the good of God's kingdom. God loves us and desires nothing but his best for us. Remember this, the Holy Spirit corrects and Satan accuses. Here are your five tips to help you step up your spiritual parenting this week. Number one, listen to the words that you use with your children. Are they words of condemnation or words of correction? There's a big difference in those two things. Number two, teaching our children the truth about our worth and value as a child of God is the best esteem lesson you will ever learn. Three, as your children begin making decisions for themselves, teach them to pray and wait on God's answers. Four, talk to your children about how their feelings and emotions are an indicator of what is going on inside of them rather than to them. That is going to teach them self-control. As they grow, it is vital that they learn that following Jesus isn't about how they feel about it, but what they believe, and right choices are based on that belief. Fifth, be aware of the words you use with your children. They should always be words of life and truth and never words of death and accusation. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend. Lord, I lift them up before you. May you, Lord Jesus, be very loud in their heads. May they be able to discern 
the truth of your voice and the lie from the enemy. Lord, I thank you that you have left the Holy Spirit here to guide us and direct us. In Jesus' name, amen.